Okay, well, this is happening. It's sad to me that women should feel bad about wanting to have a fuckboy. It's, it's like taking the nicest poop you've had and putting it back in. Sit on my face. Seth. <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like at all. Okay. <laughs> I may or may not have daddy issues. <laughs> but we have mommy issues. I am a unique man. And I deserve nothing but the best. Hello, and welcome to Men and Women by Men Who Don't Know Women. Uh, my name is John, my co-host name is Adam, and if you haven't listened to the show before, we're just a couple of guys who, like the Black Eyed Peas, are wondering, where is the love? So hopefully today we'll get one step closer to answering that question. Uh, we have a great guest on the show, I think you're going to love her. Um, before I get into that, actually, I just want to plug this GoFundMe campaign quickly of uh, something super fucked up happened to a friend of mine. She was the victim of a domestic assault and is now in the hospital in critical condition. Basically, there, the, there's a GoFundMe campaign out to help play, pay for her medical bills. Uh, I, I won't go too far into it. You can read about it on the GoFundMe campaign. But if you feel like checking that out and donating... I would be super appreciative of that. I'll post a link to it in the description. Yeah, so please please check that out if if you feel like it. Uh, and just just one thing one thing I will say about well, every there, there's a lot of there's a lot of hostility and hatred and tension going on right now. This is a very strange time just in the world in general. I don't have too much to say about the election or anything like that. But what what I can say is. I suggest today going to somebody you care about, telling them how much you care, that you're there for them, and you give them a hug. I don't think, you know, obviously everything is not going to be okay. There's going to be some things that are not okay, obviously, but there are plenty of things that are going to be okay, all right? Cheese is still going to be delicious. Coming is still going to feel good. All we got is each other, and... You know, so show some love and support to the people that you care about, and we will we will get through whatever the fuck this is together. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, let's 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 get on with the show. Let's let's uh, let's let's keep this train uh, moving. Great guest today. Before I do that, actually, quick plugs for our shit as well. Uh, you can uh, please email us uh, any uh, crazy stories or questions you have for us. We are, again, super lonely people just looking for some attention and some love ourselves. So email us, uh, don'tknowwomen at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at don'tknowwomen. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. That would help superbly to help spread the show. Uh, Check out our website, don'tknowwomen.com. Anyway, we have a great guest. She's a comedian in the Boston area. She's hilarious. We loved talking to her. You're going to love her. Her name's Hasmeen Garza. Um, I'll just plug her uh, stuff real quick. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at starts with an X. She performs regularly at Slade's in Roxbury at the Black Comedy Explosion, which happens on Wednesday nights. Uh, and she's uh, been selected to be a comic in residence in January at the Comedy Studio in Harvard Square in Cambridge. Uh, so if you're in the Boston area, Area, definitely check those out and uh, she was in a great sketch on youtube called the sickness very funny check it out links to all of these will be in the uh, show notes so um thank you for tuning in hope you enjoy this episode we love you hang in there people i used to be a 
a newspaper reporter, so I used to have to say exactly what, you know, we're recording right now, so everything you say is on the record. Right. So, How long did you do that for? Oh, for 11 years. 11 years? Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you do that? Mostly Las Vegas. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. What'd you cover? What was um, your beat? Is that, the, is that the lingo? The last thing that, yeah. The last <laughs> thing I did was uh, I had a column. It was like a lifestyle column. I just write about my life. Um, but prior to that, I had covered fashion. I had covered health, seniors. Um, and I was a feature Senior writer. fashion. The senior fashion, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a big thing out there in LA. In Las Vegas, LA. LV. Flat overalls or uh, all the rest <laughs> this summer. <laughs> That's cool. So you had a column on lifestyle. Was that was it like a like an uh, what's that Dear Abby? Is no, that no, like no. A Dear Abby one. You're giving no, advice? it was kind of just uh, taking certain events from my life and uh, sharing. You know, sometimes they'd be funny. Sometimes they were sad. Whatever. But um, what was like one of the most memorable ones? Fuck. Uh, was it like from like earlier in your life? No, it was. This was. Um, Let's see. I did it until I moved here, which was like three years ago. Okay. Um, so is is it weird to put yourself like to like write something out there and put it out to, for everybody? Like, did you no? But p- the do thing, it as yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. But one thing was that I noticed was uh, I was very open and free about writing about it. Mm-hmm. But then people would come up to me and want to talk about it, and I did not want to talk about yeah. it. I was just like. And I was like, that's weird, because I just put it in front of like 100,000 people, but this person wants to come to my desk and have a conversation about it, and I'm shutting it down, you know? I I can totally relate to that, because I get that a lot now with the podcast. It's people coming up, and they'll start talking to me about something I've talked about on the podcast, and I'm like... The, the, the it's it's almost it's at first it's it's startling that how comfortable they are yeah. talking to me about these things that are like really personal. It's yeah. like no no this was like an intimate conversation I had that just happens to be out on the internet. Right. It's like it wasn't with you like because when when somebody's reading it or listening to it they feel like you're talking directly yes. to them and that like now that they understand you and they want to and they, now they want to talk to you about that. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Well you also give people totally. a forum to. Like, they really want to talk about it. So, like, whatever you put out there that was, like, personal about you is something that they really related to if they're coming up talking to you. But they probably want to say things themselves. Like, oh, now I have... She was comfortable enough to share this. Like, oh, maybe I can tell her about that, like, body I dug up in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I felt bad because I didn't want to entertain the conversations. But, you know, it was different if they'd email me. Then I, then I was comfortable with that, but I don't know, face-to-face conversation. I was like, I don't want to have this conversation. Um, yeah, that was between me and the paper, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how all this got out, but... Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you, d- 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 does that translate to your stand-up? That is like when you're looking people in the face and talking about personal things that have happened to you? Is that, was that uncomfortable to you at first or was that more similar to like writing about it? And now you're just like, you know, talking, you're, you're reciting things you've written. It was like a performance art more. Yeah. I think the latter, um, cause you do it so many times, you say it so many times that, um, it's almost not personal anymore. You know, by the time you're doing like the 30th show and saying this joke for like the, 50th time it's um way easier right way easier now what about people coming up to you and talking about things you said in stand-up 
Uh, I don't mind that. You don't mind that? No. Because again, you're probably at the distance. You've said it so many times. You've, you've written your repentance. You've, you've written on the wall 50 times. I think it's because I said it to them in person. You oh, know? okay. Whereas the column. You addressed it already. I wrote it and put it out there and it was in the paper. But this, the first time I said it to you, I said it to you in person. So. And you already got to see a reaction. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So that's probably why. Yeah, I never really thought about that. <laughs> but is that, is that is that how like did did writing a lifestyle column like get you into stand up or was something stand up you just you always wanted to do and you moved to a different like stage of your life to some degree and then you're like well now it's time to do to try this out. Yeah, I always wanted to try um, comedy writing, and uh, I thought maybe it would be for, with like a TV show or something. Um, but I didn't have the balls, I guess. And then, uh, we moved here and I was like, I don't know anyone here. This would be a perfect place. Like, you know, I don't mind embarrassing myself in front of a bunch of strangers. So I finally got the balls to do it here. And it's so much easier with stand up because, it, you know, I went through all these different ideas. I was like, well, maybe I could do sketch. Maybe I could do this. But with sketch, you have to work with all these people's schedules and um, other people's visions and ideas with stand-up. It's just you. You're the director. You're the writer. You're the performer. Um, so it's way easier to get it done and way easier to convey what you're trying to say, you know? Um, and, like, and also that can lead to other things like comedy writing or, like, you oh know yeah. I mean? That's, like, that, that's a way, that's, just, that's a great way to, like, establish yourself. Like, so you don't have to wait for anybody else. You, yeah. get, you just go and you do it, and then, like, if the other, you know, the other things uh, will come with that. Totally. Do you yeah. feel that way in life, like, that you're, like, you're someone who is, like, oh, no, I, I just want to do it myself. Like, you're yes. sort of, like, a lone wolf with yes. things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always been like that. So did you move here by yourself? No, I moved uh, with my husband. Okay. My husband got a job here. Um, we were both reporters, and uh, we worked at the same newspaper in Las Vegas. He covered cops, um, which is crime. Uh, mm -hmm. And he's really, really good. And uh, he got a job here, uh, and so we moved here, and... Um, now we're getting a divorce. <laughs> that was like three years ago. Um, and uh, we've been split up for like a year and a half. Yeah. But you're still like technically married. You're like in the middle. Legally, of... we're married. Right. Yeah. We have a court date later this month um, to. Yeah. But we kind of dragged our feet on that. You know, um, we didn't, we had a home, we sold it before we even split up. We don't have kids. So it wasn't this big process. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, so that'll be official, I guess, later this month. Is that like a relief to you or is it kind of like bittersweet or? Mm, not at this point. It's none of those things. Just, yeah, it's happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you, you sold the house before you guys split? Was it like, yeah. oh, this is going to be coming? Like, the Las yes. Vegas house. No, because oh, we moved okay. here. Okay. Yeah. You know? Not yet. You didn't so, move this year. Yeah, we sold it and um, we were just renting here. Uh, but it was a huge fucking thing to move from Las Vegas to Boston. I'd never lived on the East Coast, nothing. I was pissed about it. I was like, fucking Boston, they're all racist and or intellectuals. I don't want to live there. And now I like love it. And <laughs> racist or intellectuals. I yeah. love that. The paradigm. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're one, or the, one of the two, you that, know. That, that's, pretty, that, that's a pretty uh, like accurate assessment, though. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not the most inaccurate. So is that, do you feel, so you like it here? I love it here. Yeah. 
yeah, he does too. You know, we're still good friends. Yeah. So I'm really happy that I came here. Um, and he is too, so. How, so how long were you guys married for? We were only married for three years, uh, but we were together for nine. Okay. Yeah. Had, is, that, was that your, is that your first marriage? Yeah, God, okay. thank God. All right, yeah, all right. <laughs> well, you, the way you're breaking it off so cleanly makes it feel like, oh, she's an old pro at yeah, this. Really? You know, oh, like, oh, we sold the place, oh, you know. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sold I the know. kids, already split those in two. I know. <laughs> I probably sound like very nonchalant about it, but but it's been so long, dude, you know. But, and like, there's nothing wrong with that either. I think, yeah, yeah. it is what it is, you know. I mean, at first I was a wreck, and so was he, you know. Um, but, uh it's better this way. It's so much better this way. I mean, does your family have any like divorce, like stigma to it? I like, no. Yeah. My parents just got divorced and, uh, like my aunt and uncles like took it like really, really hard. Like they took it way harder than anybody. They're like, Oh my God. Like, I'm so sorry oh, really? that there's a divorce in the family. I mean, it's just, it's, I'm sad that you dishonored everybody <laughs> before the eyes of the Lord. Uh, it's a- no, thank God. Um, my family wasn't like that at all. I mean, I know that my parents wanted us to stick it out and to really, really try. Um, and we did. You know, we were, like went to counseling and all this shit. But um, What's marriage counseling like? Uh, it's great if both parties are on board. Are they you know, ever on board? Dude, I feel like someone is always dragged there. And, <laughs> Nobody. And just it. Yeah. saying what uh, the other person wants to hear. Yeah. You know? Just oh, like, totally. okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, I'll I'm do an that. asshole. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I, I never clean. I got to do dishes more. Yeah, no, you're totally right. right. Yeah, it's nobody. No, <laughs> There's no two parties that are like, we should both do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's never. And it, it becomes like uh, you go home and you're like, she's totally on your side. She hates me. You know, you talk about who the therapist is, um, I guess, rooting for. And they're not rooting for anyone, you know. But if someone is clearly doing something wrong in the relationship, they're going to identify it and um, try and help you work it out, you know. But when we were both into it and on board with it, it really was helping. It really was helping. But um, you can only do that so much. If you're not supposed to be together, you're just not supposed to be together, you know. I'm just so happy I didn't have kids, man. Right. You know, like. Were you thinking about it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was after this, nine years. You know, that's. It was this thing where I had said, up front, "Hey, I don't know if I want kids," before we even got engaged or anything, and he was like, "I do," and I said, "Well, you need to think about that before we like are together forever," and um, he was like, it, "It's okay." It's all right. And then he told me later that he thought I was going to change my mind, you know? Yeah. And I, I went from being on the fence to being like, no, I definitely don't want him. Um, Out of spite. No, 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 no. Oh, you really want kids? Well, guess what? You're not having them. (laughs) Yeah. This huge life decision just, just to spite him. (laughs) Like most healthy relationships. I find that's at the core. (laughs) Yeah, I go have kids now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look at these kids. Look at my beautiful children. He's sending him pictures. Oh, uh, now that would have made the divorce so much harder, man. So I'm really happy we never did that. But I think I like the idea of the like having the fighting over the marriage counselor. It's like bringing in like a like a third party into the. It's, it really is like having like oh like no like this man or fe- man or woman's going to be part of our relationship now, and mm-hmm. you know they make decisions just as much as we do. It's it's t- t- weird idea to it I, I can see how like that jealousy and like that 
Do, are, are the, is their purpose just to like try to mend any issues that are going on between you in a relationship, or are they like? It's also part of their like goal is to help you guys assess what your relationship is like, what uh, how you were feeling, what you want, and then like if you want to work on the are, are they are they trying to help you come to some yeah. mutual agreement? Like, is it at a, any point do they say this is not going to work? Like, it, or, or is their only measure of success like keeping people together and and like fixing in quotes like their relationship? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, um, if you. If there's a part of the relationship that is really bothering one party, they figure out why it's bothering you and um, if it really should be the way that you want it to be, you know? Um, I had one therapist say something to me that has always stuck with me. He was like, no one's ever going to be perfect. You have to decide what you're willing, what flaws you're willing to accept and which ones you are deal breakers, you know? Um... What flaw would be a deal breaker to you? Um. <laughs> Kids. Uh, yeah, that, I don't really think that's a flaw. <laughs> well, uh, no. Um, but it's a poor character trait. <laughs> I just I don't like selfishness. You know, like. Um, that's well, an easy one. Come on. That is easy. Yeah, but. But oh, let's go. You were about to explain your selfish yeah well um here's something that's really stupid okay i really thought that i loved he was my boyfriend at the time i loved my boyfriend um he loved me and i was just like so we get married now like that's what you do it's the next step yeah we're in love so now we get married i really didn't think of what marriage was that it's this uh you uniting and you are a team from here forward you know, like I really was just like, I'm my individual person. You're your individual person. We love each other. Now let's live life. Um, but it became very clear to me very quickly that it was like, now my life has to be completely about him and his life has to be completely about me. It's like you make one person between the two of yes. you. You're like, yes. oh, like we, love, like we love each other. So let's become one. Yes. And I'll take your name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just be a part of you now. Yeah. And we're just... I never took his name either. I'm happy about that, too. But every time I went to go do the legal work, we agreed to do a hyphen, you know? Yep. Every time I agreed to do the legal work, we got in some huge-ass fight, and so then I wouldn't do it, you know? Um, but... Was that, like, the dead giveaway that, like, uh-oh, we're getting the hyphen? Like, this is a problem. Like, um, I'm not ready to take the step Dude, of... the name was a huge thing. Yeah, It was totally. huge to him, and it was huge to me. It was huge to him for you to take some at for me least to take form. his name, and then it was huge for you to stay to not independent. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I didn't get married when I was twenty two. I got married when I was like thirty three or thirty four. I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I've had this name forever. I've done everything, and I was a journalist at the time. I was like, this is my byline. I don't want to change it, you know. And I didn't think I should have to. Um, that was another thing I discovered about our relationship was that he turned out to be a little more old fashioned. Um, than, than I was. Like in terms of his expectations mm-hmm. of like what a married relationship mm-hmm. then means. Yeah. yeah, and we're both Latino. And um, he had a lot of like machismo about mm-hmm. him. Um, which, I mean, he would, he would agree with all these things, you know. And I'm not saying that they're necessarily bad. Right. But um, in terms of being in a relationship with me, they ended up being, you know not the best match. Sure. So, um, 
But as far as marrying and becoming like one person, I don't like that. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't you like. Know? I don't like the idea of the idea of marriage. To me, is just totally asinine. Like I don't. I don't really understand it and i think that so many people get married because for that exact reason that you were saying before it's like oh well i've been with this person for this long it seems like we love each other this is like the next step everybody expects this of us so we're gonna get like we expect this of us so do other people we're gonna get married and like i actually said this on a podcast the other day that we recorded i don't know what will come out first but uh, whatever um is that i think marriage should be like on a 10-year basis right it shouldn't be till death do us part it's you're married for 10 years and at the end of those 10 years you both decide if you want to renew your vows if you don't then your marriage then then it's over and you dissolve everything and that's the end of the corporation that's way more realistic man you know what i'm saying but that that 10 years is going to be like the most pressure i mean like that's crazy well no then you know that it's coming up no i think there's less pressure if it's 10 years, you know? Well, but, like, imagine year nine. Now you're thinking, now, like, it's the election year. You know, you have to start campaigning to why you should be <laughs> why you should That's be the incumbent. Or is there going to be somebody else running against you? Some other, like, young guy who's like, hey, I want to get in there for 10 years. And then, yeah, it's, it's, to me, there's a lot of, that, that nine year is going to cause train wrecks in relationships. Year yeah. nine of that. Anytime I see a married couple now, anytime I'm around a married couple, I cannot help but think they're fucking miserable. I always think that. Any any married couple I know, I'm like, they'll put on their happy face and come to the party and socialize. And I'm like, as soon as they're in the car, they're like, I fucking hate you. You know, they're like, I hate my life. This sucks. That's what I think of married people now. How about a probationary period? Yeah. Yeah. A, A marriage probational period. So you have – it's a three-year, a three-year program before you actually can really be married. And you get to have that experience of, okay, you're living together now. You're paying these taxes. You're both responsible. Someone takes a credit card out. Now your credit's on the line. You know, all of these things. I like this idea, but I'd add it to my 10-year plan. So there's not, a, there's not only 10-year limits. I don't, I don't – v- I'm not pro your plan. I'd, v- I'd veto that because I'm – President here. Think about how hard it is to get a divorce. It's like that. That would be that much easier. I don't know. She's like, saying it's really easy. It's pretty fucking easy. It's pretty easy if you don't own any. You know, if you don't have kids, if you don't have assets, you don't even have a different you're name. You're like, I want to have assets. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Well, yeah, the thing is, like, I don't want to have assets, but now I'm actually thinking, like, shit. What happens if you have kids and it's like ten years? And you're like, yeah, well, we're hey, uh, but little Bobby, we're your mom and I are renewing our marriage, so you're gonna have to go live with her, and uh, I'm gonna yeah, go, you know, be yeah. a bachelor now. Yeah. I don't know. I can't imagine that. Like, um, we had issues with just our dog, you know. Yeah. Like I took her, and. Um, when I started seeing people, he was like, does Penny like him? You know, like she, he, oh, he got, it's yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it was, man. Uh, but Penny never warmed up to any dudes I dated. Oh. Yeah. And, she, and I was always, God damn, I felt this like guilt. Like she was like, this isn't my dad. What the fuck's oh, going no. on? I had written something about it where I was like, God, my, I don't want my dog to think I'm a whore. You know? Like, <laughs> she's like, who are these guys? What's going on? But, um, no, I swear this guy's here just to fix the plumbing. <laughs> this is, Penny, this is just, just go into your crate. Just go into your crate. But he had issues with, Pe- with Penny being around other guys, you know? And I, can you imagine like a kid? No way. Like, oh, 
I know. Yeah, so, that must. That, that's that's I, that's never. It's just never clean. It's it's always complicated, and then somebody's always uh, like a little fucked up for like a hurt. few years at oh, least yeah. afterward. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so going through a divorce now and doing comedy, do you do you find it like almost therapeutic to say some things? Or like when you were first going through, were you nervous to talk about it on stage? Was that? Yeah. Um, you know what? I talked way more about my marriage <laughs> when we were still together than I do now. Um, I mentioned that I go, that I have, you know, gone through a split, um, and that I'm going through a divorce, but that's really it. Were you seeing, so you were, you started seeing people after you, you moved out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were you like, uh, were you doing the online dating thing? No, I have done Tinder once and, uh, holy shit, it ended so badly. Like, um, there was, I met this guy. And I'm going to be totally honest, okay? Like, I <laughs> I was uh, basically just looking for someone. Like, I'm afraid and just I'm so focused on stand-up right now. So it's a combination of two things. I'm afraid of a serious relationship again. And um, because I'm so focused, I don't really have time for a serious relationship either. So I was basically just looking for... Um, Someone to have sex with, like a fuck boy, as uh, they say. Not, not like I don't want to say it like that. I was. Looking I'm looking for, to be used. I wanted no. I wanted someone cool, to, someone that I that I could hang out, chill with, and um, that it was mainly just sex, you know. And so I go on Tinder, the best place to do that. And uh, I met this guy who was also going through a divorce, and he had children, and uh, he was pretty much you know, looking for the same thing. And, um, so we go on a date and, um, hook up, whatever. And we had like sexted before. And, um, this one day I get, uh, a text that says, um, what kind of woman has a conversation like this with a married man? And there's pictures of the text that we exchanged and I was like, what the, I woke up to this. Okay. And so I text back and I just said, call me right now. And so I get this phone call from this angry woman who was Hold just on, like, You said, call me right now? You have a pair of balls. I would have been like, this is the wrong number. I don't know what you're talking about. And I've been there. I've been that angry woman. And so I wanted to have a conversation and, um, She's just going off. She just kept saying, what kind of woman? What kind of woman? I was like, yo, he t- I'm married too, technically. I'm getting a divorce. He said he was getting a divorce. Um, I'm so sorry. I-, I did not know you guys were still together. She's like, oh, no, we're not still together. She's like, we're splitting up. Um, but what kind of woman gets with a guy who's did it? I'm like, oh, me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, who fucking cares? And no, then no, no. I was like, what kind of woman? marries him if you're so pissed off she was basically telling me what a loser he is oh he's got these two kids he doesn't contribute shit no 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 i was like i'm fucking him i'm not you know married to him dude like what are you um it sounds like you should get a divorce (laughs) yeah yeah so then i i've never heard from him again um and then i just was done with tinder you know yeah and now i'm just like in this limbo place where i don't want to date another comedian have you um, ever? Yeah, I've dated two. Those are the only two that I've dated since I um, split up from my husband. I wouldn't say I was dating the Tinder, the Tinder dude, you know? Um, 
And I don't want to date another comic. It just complicates shit. And well, it, just because you see them on the mm-hmm. on the scene so often. Yeah, yeah, and it fucked with my stand up. You know, like I'd get on stage and be so aware of them, and it gets in your head. Um, and you start like because it's, it's such a community too. So then you start totally. to think like, yeah. Oh yeah. There's just so much room for disaster. It sounds like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like um, you're each doing bits about each other on the same set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same I have a, I have a bit about the first guy that I, um, that I went out with, uh, and he, me and him are like best friends now. So, you know, and I, I feel very comfortable with him. Um, but who's to say that it's going to be like that with the next guy, or you know? So right. I want to avoid that if I can. But. Was it like getting so like nine years not dating and stuff like that? Then going holy shit, it was crazy, man. I felt like a, I seriously felt like um, when I was in junior high hooking up with a guy for the first time. That's seriously what I got <laughs> the jitters like that. I was so nervous the first time. Like this guy tried to kiss me, I was all oh um uh don't hold on just a second. You know, I was so because nine years, dude, like. Without doing anything like that, it was oh, yeah. just so. I still am like really weird about it. Um, was that the first guy to kiss you? Was uh, sexting guy getting out of the marriage? No, no. Um, that guy was, came after the two dudes that I dated. Oh, okay, okay. So it was yeah. Yeah. So, um, but and you know, before I I met my husband, I was a single, confident. Um, very comfortable with my sexuality kind of chick. And I never got nervous in situations like that. I kind of like took command in situations like that. And so it was really weird to turn into this very insecure, um, kind of shy, awkward person about it, you know? Um, Do you feel like you're getting your groove back or is it still, you still kind of in those? I'm still in the middle. Touchy-feely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting your groove back. I'm Stella. I actually don't know if that movie's about. I've never. I only know <laughs> that's the title, and it's. Well, it's funny because the first guy that I hooked up with after my husband was 24, and I'm I was 38 at the time, and so there was this huge. There were just so many differences, but. Um, Is that weird? Uh, at first it was, and then you get to know the person so well that you don't even think about the age difference anymore. Right. You know. Um, but when I was uh, 27, I had dated, I was in a serious relationship with a 42-year-old guy. And so it was just interesting to be on the other end of it, you know? Wow. Yeah. Uh, did he have kids? No. No? Mm-mm. Was he in a, coming out of a marriage? Nope. No, he was a, he's like a lifelong bachelor. You know? Oh, fuck, dude. Look at that guy. Yeah. Wow. Doing well. <laughs> was he rich? No. Mm-mm. Really? He was a journalist, too. So we were both broke and... Yeah, I have a thing where, like, <laughs> he was a really he was really talented at what he did, and um, in the bedroom, right? No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's he doing was, something right. No. So, he was so yeah, a really good writer. Yep, and that was I think the main attraction for me, you know, and that's how we got together. But is that is, is, is intellect? You're attracted like intellect or like uh, t- or like talent? Uh, I think. Um, yeah, like, if you're really, 
Yeah, if you or like it, some some version because you said your husband had this, had this machismo, some version of talent, intellect, and machismo, no. and like there's there's your ideal man. Well, God. yeah, that's that's, 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 that's my ever? ideal man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but I am. I've always been drawn to people who are um, really good at something I respect. You know, um, so. Yeah, my husband, very talented reporter. The guy before him was uh, the 42-year-old. He was an excellent writer. And um, so, yeah, that's something that is a huge attraction for me. Funny. If you're funny, I mean, that's number one for me. Oh, yeah, I imagine you have to be with somebody. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. Do, do Do you want a guy that's funnier than you? Or is a guy that has to be funny and then not intimidated by you being funny? Yeah, um, I've been with someone like that. That's like intimidated that like you're a comic and that you're funny, and it's like whoa, whoa, whoa this is like. Well, it's before I was a comedian, oh, okay. but um, someone who was really intimidated by just me being a funny person, you know. And I think that I think that's a huge thing because you know what I've noticed after shows. Chicks will always go up to the dude, the really funny guys. Like, guys get pussy. Male comics get pussy from, from being a good stand-up comic. Women do not get dudes from being good at stand-up. Like, um, guys are never coming up to me after a show and being like, so, what's up? No, 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 you know? Um, and I think it's because it's, like, intimidating. People think of humor as a... a kind of like a masculine trait. Uh-huh. It's something that's more um, attributed to men. And so I think for a man to see that, it's kind of intimidating for them. And um, that's how it was in that relationship with the guy who didn't really like that I was funny. He didn't like that I made his friends laugh really hard. Um, so That's really interesting. So would you like that? So, so on the counter counterpoint to that, would you be like, kind of like, all right, get away from me. Like I just entertained you, and now I have to sit here and listen to you try to hit on me. Or would um, you? Not like hitting on me. I wouldn't like that. But I really do appreciate when anyone comes up and says, "Hey, I really liked um, your set. I think you're really talented. Whatever." Um, I would love to hear something like that. And then if it turned into a bigger conversation, you know, but um, I usually just get the handshake and I really liked that. And then they'll, they'll walk away. But um, I see guys get where chicks are just like, Oh my God, you're so good. What are you doing later? You know, like that whole thing. Um, I find that so beautiful because I feel like with, with comedy, like you were saying, it's a mask, but it's, it's, it's not just, it's a, it's not just a mask for it. It's a, it's a way of like expressing yourself and like releasing things. Mm-hmm. So when you're able to make people laugh and you're able to make light of situations, it's like a, a like it's a defense mechanism people use in yeah. their lives. Yeah. And so finally that defense mechanism is like contributing to like that person getting like something good out of it. It's like, "Oh, this finally worked." Like yeah. my finally my uh like skunk spray mm-hmm. is coming in handy at this point. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Like even Amy Schumer will say um that she'll she'll watch her male comic friends um, hook up after shows, and it's never happened for her, you know, that that's just rare. And I think it's just dudes being 
dudes. It's super intimidating, and especially when you see like, I think for a guy to see a, another guy do something that you want to do is like so normal. Like with like people like men watch sports. Right. Men watch, so right. you're already watching guys like best you, but you can at least be like, well, that guy's. You know, here's the reasons why that guy can do it. When you see a woman do it, pe- women like pe- like men get more like uh, standoffish. Like like people like Serena Williams gets like so much flack. You know, part of it's because like half of America is really racist. But like the other thing is just I think men are just intimidated that that woman is better than any man mm-hmm. or like most men out there. It's just a it's a weird thing like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's that, and also like that men like you're saying men know we know that we can attract women by putting on a show. Like if we can like show off in some way, either by being really funny on stage or being or like people that are great at, great musicians. You know, you go out and like you you ask them why did how did you get into acting? Oh, for the women. How did you get into playing music? Oh, for the women. Yeah. So many yeah. guys yeah. say like, that. that's a like, respectable answer. <laughs> in the yeah, yeah. Right. It is, and, and people are oh, okay. Oh, that's you. Nice man. Nice man. They get like a pat on the back. Man. And it's like, uh, so we know that showing off gets us women. So then we see women who are really good at what they do. We go, fuck, we can't show up because they're not going to be, they're not going to be as impressed because right. they, they know the tricks. Like a, a magician is not trying to like get with other female magicians because <laughs> yeah. they know all the tricks. That's a terrible analogy, but you know what I'm no, saying? No, but that's a great point. That is a great point that uh, doing, you know, showing off to get chicks. It's like. You never hear a chick like, oh, I'm doing it for the dick, you guys. Yeah, just going you know? out there for the dick. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and people going, yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. are you wearing that bright color Get coat? It. It's just yeah. to attract dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there is like a showing off thing and that's going to secure women. And so it's like, how do I show off in front of this girl? You know, right. I'm not going to be able to show off in front of her. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, women, if you want to attract it, just, you know, stay home. You know, cook a nice meal, learn to cook. That's how you attract. Don't do comedy. Don't try to do what men do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So I guess that's kind of what the feeling is, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, is that like dejecting to you at all? Like, how does, <laughs> how, how, how does that feel to you? Like, or are you just like, eh, that is the way it is. Do you feel disparaged as a female comic because of that, in some way? Uh, because of, like, not hooking up? Or, well, you well, mean, because yeah. of the way, the, the way that men view... The thing is... Female- that's why it's so hard. Like how I said, I I don't want to hook up with a comic, but it's so hard not to because they're they're the ones who really appreciate and and most of them don't care and are and are impressed by it and are like, yeah, this is dope, you know. They run on your schedule. You know, exactly. You guys are all in the same. It's so hard to avoid it. You always you know? hear that, like uh, like. I can only speak for like male comics. This is what I hear from. But like you hear that they are either dating like waitresses, bartenders, or like strippers. Like that's the people are all working yep. at the night, and then yep. you have your certain time for the mm-hmm. day. My one friend, he his girlfriend was a nurse. You know, so she had crazy yep. hours too. Um, but most people aren't cool with these hours and this schedule, and I don't blame them. Working at nine to five, you get home, and then that's when you're. You know, boyfriend, girlfriend goes out and does, right. you know, sets for three hours all yeah. across the city. Right. Yeah. It's hard. It's a tough life you got out there. <laughs> are you a full-time comic or are you? No. Yeah. I wish. Yeah, no, I have a day job, which means I have even less time, you know? If, you, if you're a full-time comic after two and a half years, that would oh, be God. very impressive. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adam, dumb question. No, thanks, guys. I appreciate no, it. No, I, I asked that. We, we had a comic <laughs> here yesterday. He's like, hey, it's been three years. I asked the same question. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like, all oh, right, yeah, I get that. Let's yeah, play that three episode years first. Is really, yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd make me feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish. 
Um, you were asking about if I want a guy to be funnier than me or as funny. Um, I don't care if a guy's funnier than me. Yeah? Um, you don't have a competition? Like, so with those kind of relationships you're having with the comics, there was no competition? Oh, no. No. Um, no negative competition. I'm sure there's fun competition. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Uh, but he has to be as funny, I guess. You know, he just has to be funny. Yeah, you don't want to be disgraced by him. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he's not funny. Oh, yeah, you, you bring him over and he's just throwing stakers. Oh out there, right? God, like, oh, yeah. God. Like, uh, right. Not only did I bring him, I'm fucking him. <laughs> oh Jesus, they all know. <laughs> So, uh, so did you, uh, did you grow up in Las Vegas? No, I grew up in Utah. In Utah. Okay. Yeah. Mormon. Are you Mormon? Basically the same thing as Las Vegas. (laughs) Oh yeah. I wonder what drove you there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, actually Las Vegas has a huge Mormon population too, um, which surprises people, but, um, no, I'm not Mormon and, uh, I'm not white. And so growing up there was not fun. (laughs) (laughs) So you just that what did you like date people or was it yeah um, you're just dating a bunch of whiteies mm, no um, I dated a lot of minorities okay. in Utah I did date one white Mormon missionary uh, and oh, we didn't was... need to get that much detail <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of guilty sex me and the missionary like he they're not supposed to you know fuck until they get married and all that um, so was he like. Like, did it affect him mm-hmm. in his sex? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Affected what was that about? Right like, after. Let's talk about it. It affected him right after. Like, you know? tears or, like, self-flatulation? Was like, hit himself with the belt or something? <laughs> there was just a lot of, like, uh, face palming and just, like... Was face palming? Just, like... Oh, oh okay, okay. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. The thinking man. Yeah, 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 just, like, oh, just a lot of guilt on his part. Um, did that make you feel guilty then? No. Oh. I was just like, was like get over it. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I just think it's ridiculous. You did know? you see him like a lot of times? Was was he always like, oh, I can't believe I did that for the fifteenth time, for the sixteenth time? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe I've been doing this for four years now. He, <laughs> like, get it over was, it, dude. <laughs> he never even like uh, drank alcohol or he wouldn't even cuss. He wouldn't even swear. Instead, of, instead of saying fuck, he would say suck. He'd be like, "Ah, oh, suck," you know. Oh man! <laughs> oh god, it was that must have been the best pillow talk oh, ever. Yeah, what, was, oh, what, was the dirty, what was the dirty talk like? This was one of my first. Baby, I'm gonna do you. <laughs> he was I'm doing he was, you right now. He was one of my first like sexual relationships. So well, that's not gonna be scarring, huh? All right. Well, <laughs> so I didn't know that much about sex, or you know. I knew that I. You did. always feel bad afterwards. I yeah, knew I didn't. Have, I know I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I knew I didn't have any guilt associated with it whatsoever. So I thought it was silly. But um, yeah, he did. And uh, how old is he? And how old are we? We were both twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he waited a while. So he really he was holding on there for God was looking down yeah, on him for a long time. Like, I don't know why I was thinking you were gonna say like yeah sixteen or seventeen. And it was no, like, like dude, he's twenty two and he's like yeah, well, he's because, that guilty. That makes sense. Well, yeah, he's the, the longer you wait, the more guilty you're gonna be. Like ah, oh, I should have. What was I doing? Yeah. I'm twenty two years. And in Utah, when you go on a mission, um, they go away for two years and they try and like convert other people, I guess. And you go when you're nineteen, so you go from nineteen to twenty one, and so I met him when he was kind of fresh 
back from his mission. Mm-hmm. And um, he had already had sex with a girl before me. And then there was me. So, and then when we broke up, he got married like immediately after. Like well, the next girl he week. started dating, they got they went to Vegas and got married. He's like, I need to keep having sex, but I can't deal that's with this how, guilt shit. That's how yep. the missionaries do it. As soon as they get back, they get married so they can start fucking. You know? It's so stupid. <laughs> that is sad. It's that is, so bad. And that, there's so many chicks in Utah who will do everything except... Um, vaginal intercourse. Except vaginal intercourse. They will have anal and still call themselves virgins. You know? And uh, heathens, but virgins. All right, that's a normal <laughs> thing. That's a normal thing in Utah. So well, I've met people around here that that's that. Uh, no way, really. That's happened to yeah. Yeah, yeah it's but like, that's like one or shit, twice. But... Just stuff you tell yourself to to be okay with something, you know. But that's just like why you can't teach your kids that way because they're gonna like that poor guy really wants to have sex, has these urges, yeah, has goes through with these urges that are just a natural impulse to you and then has to like feel like oh my god I've forsaken my god like what have I like that's such a crazy thing I know and now that person has to be like acceptable and teach another person like that's uh, to me it's just a crazy did uh did his family have like uh any issues with dating like a non-Mormon oh totally yeah I mean he introduced me to his mom. Oh, God. She looked at me like... And, you know, I was a college student. Um, you know, there was nothing... Like, most parents would be happy that their son was dating me. She was just... Oh, God. So pissed off. Um, I remember we went uh, to his house, and it, it wasn't even, like, a planned meeting thing. Like she was just happened to be there. He didn't think she was going to be there. So he introduced us. And, uh, when we left, it was like at night, this was like at eight thirty at night or so. And she kind of put together that he was going to be sleeping over at my house. And, um, she was yelling out the window, like you're coming home later tonight. Right. You know, he's like, no, I'm sleeping over at some guy's house, you know? And it's just like, lady, you and I both know I'm fucking your son, you know, like, <laughs> Oh my God! And you were yeah. So you represent everything that's I, oh horrible. Yeah, I was, you took I was everything bad. Yeah, you're, like the, you're the devil who's yeah. coming to yeah. take her son away. I was this Mexican. She didn't know I was Catholic, but uh, she didn't give a shit. She just knew I wasn't Mormon. That was all that mattered, you know. So I was just this dirty sin. <laughs> she probably does hexes. <laughs> <laughs> was was there like? Did you have to deal with like a lot of racism around there? Or was it just like... Yeah, but um, it's way different than like the racism here, you know? like They don't just shout it on buses? Dude, yeah. <laughs> I respect the racism here way more than in Utah. They're so fake about it, you know? Because if you know where people are coming exactly. from around here, there it's like, it's like a, a chronic, subtle racism yes. just all of the time. Yes, yeah. yes. Here, there's like outbursts. You're like, okay, there's that like I, right. I know where that guy's going from. Like you, you get you get the outbursts, but like you don't have to deal with it. Like uh-huh. 100%. plus, like, they'll, they'll yeah. self-identify. You can look at somebody and be like, ah, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, like that guy uses the n-word every day in text. <laughs> right. Like he texts his buddies. That's how he says hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there was a lot of like uh, my little friends when I was growing up couldn't sleep over at my house, uh, but I could sleep over at theirs. You know, 
under uh, supervision. Uh, you can't share the same room as them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just stupid shit. But then, you know, the older I got, there were more minorities, like, moving into my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, the neighborhood that I grew up in, there's a lot of Hispanic people there now. Um, but by the time I got into high school, uh, there were enough minorities at my high school where I didn't feel so like alienated or, you know? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. But, and the, and then the thing there was no matter what, if you weren't white, you kind of just kind of stuck together. Whereas here it's like all the brown people hang together, all the black people hang together. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's like a prison. Yeah. 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 Like I lost my virginity to a Polynesian guy, a Tongan guy. Um, there's a lot of Polynesians in Utah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, That's shocking. Yeah, a lot of Polynesians. Do they have of... Australian accents? Is this a no. thing? No. What is it? What is a Polynesian person? Uh, like I, I don't like know. a Pacific Islander. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> It still narrows I, down nothing to me. I'm such a dummy. You're thinking of... Um, pa, uh, uh, Philippines? What do you think? No, you're thinking of... There's a lot of... Uh, Is it New Zealand? New Zealand? Yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, like, maybe Samoans okay. in New Zealand. All right. I, for some reason, I don't know why I'm putting Polynesian with Australia. No, I, I know. I don't know why. But, yeah. Uh, but okay, okay. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, Pacific Islanders. Um, Tongans, Samoans. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's enough black black dudes for me to have had a black guy phase Mm -hmm. in Utah, you know, (laughs) I don't even think like I wasn't one of those girls who only dated black guys. I was just hanging out at hip hop clubs and that's what, that was a clientele. Yeah. That's what was around. You know know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, I've never been someone who's like, I only date this type of guy. Um, you date, you date the best available option wherever you are. And then like, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. 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 (laughs) What was the sex ed like there? Uh, uh, fuck. People ask me that all the time. I don't really remember, which makes me wonder, like, was there? <laughs> right. You know? I remember seeing stuff about STDs, mm-hmm. but never really about sex. Um, so there was a lot about consequences, but not about, like, abstinence even or... Uh, birth control or condoms and stuff like that, you know? Well, there's no need for birth control because you get you're married and then yeah. you're just supposed to pump out as many children. Mormon well, babies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all, all, of the, yeah, all, all the underage is going right in their ass, so they're not going to get a baby anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. There's no need for birth control. It's all just anal sex. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Have you heard that uh, Garfunkel and Oates song, The, loop, <laughs> the, the Loophole? Uh-uh. It's like all that's what it's all about, like that. Oh, like the chorus really? is like "fuck me in the ass" because I love Jesus. And oh then it's like, yeah. Keeps going, yeah! Oh yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, that's funny. Um, that's a great song for Utah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the new thought. The new Utah Jesus. I can't talk Utah anthem. That's what I was going for. And I stumbled <laughs> upon myself. Somebody please say something. <laughs> <laughs> so is this is this your favorite place that you've lived? Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, like Vegas was just. My dad lived there. And uh, my first journalism job was in Wyoming, this small little town in Wyoming. Oh, God, I fucking... uh, 
I mean, it was good for a the bison time. bison crossed the highway yesterday. Yeah, yeah it's totally. The biggest story. <laughs> and it was wearing uh, Prada. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest story that happened while I was there was there was this um, high school teacher who turned, it turned out, I remember when I saw this high school teacher, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, she had this huge ass boob job. Um, but it turned out she was filming porn at the high school. <laughs> like and her thing was like this the naughty teacher or whatever you know and uh so i had she's to, a method actress <laughs> yeah i had to do a man on the street asking people um what do you think about because they fired her and everything what do you think about them firing miss whatever her name was and it was so funny because the kids were like we loved miss peters and their parents were like no no you don't you know like you think that it's a good thing that she was fired and that was funny, but um, just a, that was like the most exciting thing that happened while I lived there. Right. Uh, and then when I had had enough, my dad was like, why don't you just come to Las Vegas and it'll be just like an in-between thing. I ended up living there for 10 years. Right. Um, and so Vegas was never part of the plan. It just kind of happened. And uh, Isn't that like kind of their motto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how everyone ends up there. Just kind of happened, and then yeah, just woke up ten years later, it's fucked up. But Boston's for sure the best place I've ever lived. Yeah. Do you, so? Uh, are you so? So you're you're not you're not on the market. You're you're focusing on work. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you'll hopefully you'll get some cool casual dudes hanging around. Mm-hmm. But like. You're focused on your work. I think that's. I think that's probably. Like, I guess that's like what. I mean, some people just want to be in relationships, but I think after like a long relationship and a marriage, that's probably like, the best way to go. Like yeah. you're saying, it's like being nervous around like uh, your romantic interests again is like. You know what I mean? That that's probably like enough to tell you, like, all right, like maybe I should kind of like mm-hmm. you know experiment with this for mm-hmm. a while. Like, um, yeah, God, that's so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> that I get like that. You know. Um, oh, everybody does totally. Just oh man, that. I I uh, was I was in like a really long relationship, and then I just didn't date for a while to just like figure out my own shit. Yeah. And then when I started dating again, I had the exact same thing, like just being super nervous. And I'll tell you, like as a man, I feel like I could get away with that way less than like a woman. Yeah, like if you're, that's if you're like that's nervous true. as a woman, the guys will be like, that's ah, okay. Well, like, yeah, I'll wait for you to be not nervous. Yeah. Like, like, cause he's just like, I just want to fuck you. So like, yeah. whatever you need to do to be okay with me fucking you will do, you know, but like as a guy, it's like, you have like being nervous is, is like now all the, if there's any tension and now, now your nerves get in the way, it's like, it just dissolves all that sexual tension. She's yeah. like, yeah, okay, well, yeah, this was fun. That's for so true. Bit. It's way different yeah. for a chick to act like that than a dude you know <laughs> yeah. you have you have people around that that are more than willing to help you get yeah, over this true. and like for me they're like all right i'm gonna wait for you to get over this and then come talk to me you know that's the show thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed it again you can find hasmeen on twitter and instagram at starts with an x she performs regularly at slades in roxbury at the black comedy explosion on wednesday nights she's also going to be a comic in residence in january at the comedy studio in harvard square in cambridge again if you're in the boston area check her out at both of those venues Uh, also check out the sketch she was in on youtube called the sickness links to all of those will be in the description to this episode you uh, again email us we're at don't know women at gmail.com follow us on twitter at don't know women 
subscribe to us, review us on iTunes, but most importantly, go out and love each other. Thanks again. Bye-bye.